Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Things have really fundamentally changed, if you haven't noticed. There is a new reality in financial services, and guess what? It's here. If you like it, if you don't like it, it doesn't freaking matter, because it's here. This podcast is going to focus with our special guest, Doug Heikinen, and of course, Kirk Lowe. Guys, say hi. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Come on, you guys, this is, 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 we're, we're about to change paradigms here. Anyway. So here's the question, what you should be doing and why. That's what we're going to talk about. There's a whole bunch of great points here that we're going to talk about with both Kirk and Doug about how things have fundamentally changed and you have to ride this train. Get on board because if not, our advisors are going to leave you behind. Many advisors are going to leave you behind and the opportunity for you to step up and gain larger wallet share, market share, and just help more people is freaking here. And this isn't just for advisors. This is for companies too. So pay attention. Ah, it's even better. It's for companies too. Wow. Mass market appeal. Now, Doug, we knew this was coming in some way, shape or form, right? Yeah, we did. In fact, we were talking to all of our podcast guests that this bull market was going to, wasn't going to continue forever. It wasn't, it was 10 years. We asked everybody how they were preparing. Everybody, advisors, businesses built their businesses on the last 10 years and we knew it wasn't going to last forever we didn't know a pandemic was going to happen but something like this always does so if you were unprepared why if you were an active manager why didn't you have here's my story and why you should listen to me if you were a passive manager what's now here's why this is still a good strategy and if you're an advisor we come on value propositions have been coming under pressure forever you better have your story straight. I mean, there's a huge value proposition issue with advisors anyway. Most of them just blend into the snowbank and have forgotten why there are snowflakes. They say the same thing. You guys know this, they do the same thing. You know what the funny thing is, Doug, is one of the more clicked on topics that we do is value proposition, like helping advisors create a value proposition. And you know why? (laughs) Because none of them feel confident with the one they have. And it is, it is scary that this still is a problem in an industry that has been, had a lot of uh, experts come to them and say, you need to be good at this. I mean, it's not like it's been the last five, 10 years. We're talking 25 years, maybe more of marketing people saying, look, you need to have a story. I mean, it's gotten louder, the message, but it is, uh, it, you know, it's time to finally figure that stuff out for yourself. All right. I've got two quick points here. No, number one, if you're running a successful business, which all of most of the people are, or they had been, you know, they're supposed to have three to six months of operating expenses in the bank anyway. Uh, and with this bull market in financial services, no matter if you're a company or an advisor, these have been good times. Why haven't you been saving money? It's unbelievable to me. And two, Matt Oxley used to do Rainmaker Weekend. I don't actually know if he does it anymore. You used to be able to go for a weekend and hang out with one of the top coaches in consultants, research-based organizations, and come up with a value proposition. I'm not saying it's too late now, but boy, you better uh, shift into another gear. Yeah. If you can't figure out what your value is and how to talk about it, you are gonna, you're going to lose. 
I don't know about you, Doug or Kirk, but I'm a little bit competitive and I don't like to lose. I don't. I don't like to lose. I like to win. And this is such a great opportunity for everybody who's listening to this to shift in another gear. This is the freaking playoffs, everybody. This is Michael Jordan being sick with the flu, winning another freaking ring. This is your time. So guys, what else, what else do they need to know? What are the things that they should be doing now? Well, first of all, I think they need to walk their talk. Set a goal to answer every phone call and answer every email. Be a trusted advisor. Don't ghost people. I know this isn't a new thing, and maybe I'm just old, but when I was at Schwab, we had the 24-hour rule. Somebody calls, you call them back. Somebody emails, you email back. This isn't the case anymore. You have conversations with people, and they disappear. It's just bad manners, especially now. What made this okay, and how do companies stand for it? You can learn from every conversation you have. Are you guys seeing that? Yeah, Absolutely. I, I think advisors' biggest struggle there, Doug, is just managing time, right? So you you're you're forced now more than ever in your practice to figure out how to manage your time so you can accomplish the most important things. But maybe one way to help for advisors to help themselves is to make sure they've got that time management done, but to prioritize what they're going to do with that time. If the reaching out and replying is the most important thing. Then make sure you have time to do that every day. Focus time where you're not going to do anything else but that. So you take care of the important stuff. Then prioritize the rest of your day accordingly, if that makes sense. Kirk, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here, or maybe sound mean, and I'm going to be moderately apologetic for it, but there is nothing more important than communicating to your clients right now. This is the time for leadership. They want and need to hear from you because here's the thing. If they're not hearing from you, they're hearing from other people and you're going to end up losing business. That's just the reality of the world that we live in now. And if you don't know what to say, go to Iris, you know, call a coach or consultant and read some great articles or talk to somebody about what you should say, how you should say it. Or as Kirk said, you know, the time management aspect of it, there are great people out there that can truly help you with time management but you should be spending at least, this is Matt, the old coach and consultant, a third of your day right now dealing with client communication, a third of your day. The other two thirds, you can do whatever in God's name you need to do, but one third of your day needs to be spent here. All right. What else, guys? It's, it's not only client communication, it's human communication. Call everybody back because you can learn from everybody. You get nuggets from everybody to help you go forward. The first five to 10 minutes of every conversation I'm having now is just about being human. It's about life. It's about what's going on. How's your family? And sometimes it's, it's going longer than that, but you can't start a conversation about business right now. It doesn't matter who you're talking to. Even our team, we're talking, we got to talk about these things. Are you worried about where our company is headed? Are you worried about having to work a little bit extra right now? Are you taking care of yourself? It's human across the board, clients, your team, uh, your family, your, your centers of influence, your par partnerships, people who work in home office. Everything's taking a little bit longer, so make sure you got enough time. I wrote an article the other day, and one of the last points I made for how to deal with this crisis and come out on the other end is to work your ass off. It's just the way it is right now. You've got to work. Um, you got to work and work and work to make sure you take care of everything you got to take care of. Talking to clients, responding, all the things that you're talking about, Doug, 
And Matt, you got to have a communication system beyond emailing and calling. Can you cut, can you save some time there by pushing out a video or a podcast? An email is helpful, but it's not going to be nearly as effective as, as you speaking directly to somebody. So how do you have that system in place? If you don't, you better get one in place and don't just get one in place for today, right? This isn't just about crisis communication. This is having a communication system that's there for you in all times, good and bad. So you have an open line of communication all the time, which is exactly what, what we have in our businesses with podcasting and writing blogs and stuff like that. The title of this podcast is The New Reality. Uh, if you haven't done this, this should be the catalyst for you to shift. Now, let's shift gears here and talk about what and how can you work remotely? Pretty much everybody is uh, locked in their houses and we can't use that as an excuse to not take action. Guys, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing to help people be more productive when they're self-isolating? Hey, Matt, can we can we back up to, I had some more to say on what you should be oh, doing. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So more on what you can be working on. Sure, go ahead. So I think it's a fantastic time to create a better version of your company. If you can get out for a walk and think about where you are is this what you really wanted to create? If so, how can you make it better? If not, how do you take a turn and figure out how to get there? Like we said, work on your value proposition. Think about your messaging. Think about why you're different. If you can't say who you are, what you do, and why you matter, you're going to fail. We have a podcast on our site called Power Your Advice, and that's the focus of the podcast. And I'm still stunned that after prepping our guest that these questions are coming, many just skip over it. So work on that. The second thing is hire a local writer. There are plenty of college kids that can help you and begin working on a content bank of what you think, how you help people, your clients, how you succeed. Not MarTech, you tech. No matter if you're a business or an advisor, it's your business and people wanna hear your thoughts, your stories, what matters to you not generated content from somebody else who wrote for a group of people. So take out a pen, write down 10 things you believe in about what you're doing and why, and get a local, local writer and go nuts. I guarantee you, you're going to love it. Nine out of 10 people I see communicating right now are sharing other people's content. It's, it's insane. I, I really... I see, I'm seeing a lot of it. I'm seeing a lot of people sharing stories and, and I, it's great that somebody else, you know, articulated it really well and maybe you feel like they did a better job, but figure out how to make this stuff your own and just sharing it isn't, isn't communication. I mean, it's okay, but it's not going to set you apart. Those are amazing words what you just shared, Doug. I hope everyone was really paying attention because, you know, go take a walk six feet apart from everybody else um, is a wonderful thing to do right now. Go clear your head, be inspired by it. Don't be scared. So push through that. Great, great words of wisdom, Doug. All right. What else you got, Doug? That's what everybody should be doing. And they're all, they're all doing it remotely. Think about that. It's you get to be by yourself for long periods of time. So you have the time to think like you've never thought before. And speaking of remotely, you guys have done it for a long time. And you have a hugely successful team. What's working? What's worked for you guys? I've got four things that I think really drive our remote, our business um, as a virtual company. So if everybody doesn't know, we have 
15 to 18 employees. <laughs> I think we just hired, hired a bunch of students um, who aren't in school anymore, who need placements and through government funding are all helping do some really simple stuff on the back end for us, um, which is really taking some of the load off our people. And there's some really bright people coming out of the university right now who are going back to school, who have work experience. You'd be shocked at how much talent there is there if you go look. All of our employees buy into four different things that really drive our company. The first one is a virtual meeting room. We use Zoom. Uh, we also use Skype for internal stuff. And typically we use Zoom for external stuff. If we wanted to, or we're sharing a screen, so we're all looking at the same outline, um, we make it very easy for us to be on the same page uh, with what we're working on. Another important tool is a virtual chat room. Our company uh, uses Skype. Skype isn't necessarily the best or the choice depending on your needs, but because we break everything down by department or group, so we have our LinkedIn team, our social media, uh, sorry, social media and LinkedIn team, then we have our podcast team, then we have our marketing team, you know, so we break it up into teams and those teams have conversations about each of their departments. But if you want to separate what you're doing by project or topic, I would suggest Slack might be a better opportunity for you. It's a great um, tool. Slack is really neat because it integrates with Google Drive and some other tools. Um, so that's the second thing is the, is the virtual chat room. You got to be able to communicate with everybody, right? And there's etiquette that you have to have with a chat room. So if you are, if you need focus time, you can set your notifications or your status to do not disturb. Just remember to turn it off when you come back in or when you've done that focus time. The next thing is virtual documentation, right? You got to have a place where you store all your files. If advisors are still using a drive at the office, that's crazy. You got to get, you got to move everything to Google Drive, Dropbox, Microsoft, something like that. You got to figure out a different system. I'm assuming most advisors have, have gotten over that hump. Uh, but those three, Google Drive, Dropbox, and Microsoft 365 are all good uh, opportunities there. And the last one, which may be the most important for our company, is the virtual project management tool. Everything that we do for our clients, we, when we do our service, there are a lot of points of contact, a lot of different people. There's a lot of things that happen, like a lot of micro tasks, I'll say. Each of those micro tasks is done by different people in a lot of situations. Those micro tasks have to be managed perfectly. So we use, an, we use a system that I believe to be the best. And I've been 20 years trying different systems out. And I believe Asana, A-S-A-N-A, is the best project management tool that I've ever used because I believe it's one of the most intuitive. It has a lot of detail that you can get into, but I find it's a, a wonderful uh, mechanism. And if your team or a couple people on your team can build the systems in that and then teach everybody else how to come in and use it, I think it's amazing. I think you'll have less people following through the cracks, tasks, and everything, and everybody will be organized. Um, you probably have a bunch of people in your operations department who are, who are uh, well, list tickers, right? They just love getting stuff moving through the day. It makes them feel fulfilled. They just love that. And that would be an incredible tool. So those are my four. What do you guys have? Next week, we're coming out with the article on the site that is called 20 Ways to Improve Your Work Performance at Home. So this it's focused more on what you can do personally than rather than a company. And a, and a couple of things are, the first thing is get up. 
don't sleep in, get up and get after it and then figure out how to organize your day, set some goals, have a space of your own, your family's home, your home, your spouse's home. So you need to have a space, not the kitchen table, not the bed that you can come to work at. So there's a bunch of things on this article that are going to be great. Like reward your own performance. If you're stuck, switch tasks, find an expert in your Rolodex. We don't have Rolodexes anymore, but your iPhone that if you really need to call somebody to talk about a problem or an issue or where you're going, have your experts. So there's a ton of stuff that we're going to be publishing on how to improve your work performance at home. And it's, it's a fabulous article. And before we move on to the next question, my, my two cents on this is some of the greatest inventions that have ever happened in the history of our world happened during times like this. Do a Google search of greatest inventions during quarantine. And it's unbelievable. The stuff Doug said that right at the beginning. Take that time, that walk, clear your head, realize that you have all of this time to reflect on not just how to be a better business, business person, but you also have time to really take a look at how to be a better person yourself. And that is what's going to change the entire game for you. Kirk talked about human communication. What do you want people to talk to you about? Take yourself out of the equation and say, if, if Doug was going to talk to me about what matters most to me, how would I answer that question? That's your script. That's what you're going to talk to people about in your proactive communication or even your reactive communication if those of you haven't gotten in front of it. It is a great time for companies to evaluate themselves in every way possible. It is. And there's an article on the site today that quotes from a study that says employers save about $22,000 on average by having an employee work from home. You save cubicle space, downtime, random illnesses, circulating the office, and the employees happier. Think about what companies are learning now in this environment and what they can evaluate. And by the way, what's going to be the future of commercial real estate when this is all over? This is the future. And as you guys know better than anybody, talent's everywhere. You don't have to all have to be together. So use this time to discover that and thrive. So evaluate your team really now. Find out who's going to step up, who's going to have great ideas to move forward, who's going to be thinking, who's going to be a better contributor to the business, who's going to be working their asses off, and who's going to disappear. It's time to get smarter about the way you do business and continue that when this is all over. Just in case our listeners aren't sure what you're referring to when you say an article on the site, Doug is the founder of iris.xyz. We dove right into this because we know Doug so well. But if any of you are listening, you're wondering who that wonderfully rich, deep voice is. Um, that's Doug Heikinen, and he founded iris.xyz, which is... Um, a, a really uh, a place to power your advice and mm-hmm. you yeah. can go there and read every day incredible articles and he's quoting these incredible articles that's why he sounds so much smarter than matt and i because he gets to read all this wonderful stuff and, and make sure all the best stuff gets on the site every day <laughs> um, just want to make sure everybody knew where to go and check that stuff out thanks so we we knew the world was going to change this made it happen faster. It just came early. If you watch your kids, what are they doing? 
it's digital, it's fast, it's what they do. So we all have to start communicating differently too. Absolutely. When your six-year-old comes up to you and says, dad, the internet's lagging. Come on. I'm trying to get stuff done. <laughs> you know, things have changed. Technology does move very quickly. And if you don't have a good foundation for social media or for technology, like a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about, virtual meetings, virtual drives, great value proposition, a great digital social footprint that communicates what makes you unique and different. Now really truly is the time to get there. Doug just talked a little bit about some of the things that great companies need to do. Doug, do you have anything else on that before I punt that over to Kirk? No, you can punt. Punt, Kirk, receive. What do you got? Well, the, first, the first thing I want to speak to is that Doug said that, that there was a study that talked about employees or your team working from home, they can be happier. I think one of the biggest fears that businesses have is that the hand-to-hand, -hand, the eye-to-eye -eye communication is going to be lost, like the, the water cooler, just being around people, which we all love to do. But I'm going to tell you that I don't think that that's necessarily true, and here's why. We talk through Skype all day. So we have an open channel for our entire team that is more for fun and uh, being kind to each other than any other purpose that it has. Fridays afternoons, as you can imagine, are the days where that typically, you know, people have a little bit more fun there. And obviously, you know, Matt and I contribute to that, but we kind of let everybody, you know, people, you can have a lot of socialization, even though you're not next to somebody. My daughter has a, a phone. It doesn't have any data on it. She has um, what's called kids uh, messenger for kids. So we can approve all the people that she's allowed to reach out to. And all day, for days now, since we set it up for her, all she's doing is calling everybody that she has access to, one after the other, walking around the house. She's socializing like you wouldn't believe. She's in her room having conversations with the girl two doors up the street playing with dolls while they're on their devices. And she is extremely happy. She is not begging us or screaming to go outside. And we, a lot of uh, the older generation, we all look at that and think, how is that socialization? Put your phone away, go talk to somebody. But times are changing and that is not the worst thing from a social standpoint to have other mechanisms to enjoy being a human, right? And socializing. So don't worry, don't think that this is a drastic change that can't possibly have a happy ending because there are lots of ways. I, I feel quite fulfilled socially, to be quite honest. And I'm in, I'm in my home most of the time because I've had my office here for 20 years. I feel good. It's nice to go out and meet people too. And I do a lot, but don't be scared about that stuff. Don't let that stop you from thinking about changing your business. And I think that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll end there because I think the fear that change is going to be difficult or a problem don't even think about that right now. Just figure out what makes sense. Be open to new things. Figure out your path forward. Kirk, I want to jump in before we jump into the next point here, which is something that I hear from people who I've talked to, uh, business owners in my community, is the their biggest concern is that everybody who is going to be working remotely is really not going to be working. You have to trust your team. If you don't trust your team, then you probably should go back through the hiring process. Our team is unbelievably productive. And Kirk and I have honestly met 
probably 50 to 60% of our team in person once. But because of our constant communication, because of the systems that we have in place, we know what's getting done. We actually get notified when somebody gets something done. And if they are having problems getting stuff done, we know that so that we can go back and, and use you know pretty simple motivation techniques to keep them rolling. But if you hire the right people with this new paradigm in mind, then you don't have to worry about it. That is a, a huge fear. And 20 years, I've, I've had to embrace that. And I will say this, there's been times where I was a little bit worried about, about somebody, but the truth is, is it'll actually be so obvious when somebody's not working. I think it actually might be more obvious than if they're in the office. I don't think there's any way for you to differentiate whether somebody's working hard or not in an office or remotely. I think it's a, a crazy assumption to think that. And I can tell you from experience that most people um, want to keep their jobs and are honest, hardworking people. And it's not that difficult to figure it out. I'm telling you right now, it's, it's not a lot different than when you're working in an office. I can't see it being any different. So do not worry about that. Uh, do not let that fear you know, allow you to go in a new direction if that's the direction you want to go. And the next question is what is going to change? So let's break that down. Doug, why don't you take that first, brother? Well, we know a lot. We know the world's been changed forever. And the first thing is we know digital just became more important. It's going to be hugely important moving forward. So figure that out now and get there. Second, think about we're at the peak of what happens to our world without traffic, air travel, commuting. I mean, we're already seeing studies that it's, it's already greener. So I hope the world is paying attention and watching and taking notice. You know, I've been wondering about, are people going to be rushing back to conferences anytime soon? I think it's going to be a long time before we choose to do that, before we choose to be in a group of 300, 2,000, 5,000 people. Companies are going to need to find a different solution for that. Like we've been talking about, and I think Matt mentioned this, we're going to be better thinkers. We're going to have some time to slow down and really think, and you're going to see innovation like never before. I mean, James Dyson just made a ventilator in 10 days. Um, it, history has shown when our backs are against, up against the wall, we deliver. But beyond that, imaginations are going to soar because people are going to have the time to think and dream. And the last thing, I hope we're going to stay a kinder place and, and more connected place. I, I think that's going to happen. We know people are taking this time to connect with people. My wife's sitting on the couch having a conversation with FaceTime conversation with a ton of her friends, and that doesn't happen before. So the stories we're remembering, talking to people, connecting with people are wonderful. So we, I hope we realize we don't need the rat race or the meeting place at work to be successful. The, the idea that we can all be kind to each other and, and be, um, that's a great place for us to think right now, right? Because we're all having, we're all having media shoved, you know, so many people in the media aren't taking that kind of perspective. Not what I'm saying. I think um, that's the kind of story and message you want to pass along to our teams or clients or friends or family. And um, that, that's a lot more inspiring. And I, and I like to think a lot more likely outcome for all of us. So thanks for sharing that, Doug. 
the fact that Dyson did that is uh, amazing. There's a lot of incredible things going on. I wanted to say for a second, I don't know why this just jumped into my head, but I sometimes I, I hear this uh, nationalism from people. I see it a lot on social media right now. Trust me, there's a lot of, there's not just one country who's doing a lot to make their nation better right now, right? It's not just one country who's, whose factories are producing hand sanitizer. It's not just one country who's have you know, doing this or doing that. If we start taking that viewpoint that, oh, my country's doing this, my country's doing that, look at that country, couldn't get it done, stop being silly. But there's a lot of people around the world, a lot of companies, a lot of humans, a lot of people doing, trying to do a lot of good things. There's people who are going to make all kinds of mistakes. There's people who may be more responsible for things of the way they've, they've turned out. But that could easily be on, an, on another shoot. Don't poke at anybody else. Uh, think about all the goodness. Do your part. Don't pit your region, your this or your that, over somebody else's this or that or their region. Be kind because we're all, we, we ultimately we're all in this together and picking fights and blaming other people or thinking that your something is better than somebody else's is, is crazy. So um, I don't know where that came from, but I've, I've been outside of the fact that I see, you know, some people trying to make claim that their country or this or that is better or doing more. It, I think in a lot of cases, it's nonsense. There's a lot of good happening all over the place. Am I getting too serious, boys? Uh, no, I really appreciate that. And I, I think that this is a time where we should really all be coming together as people on this planet uh, instead of, you know, really looking at ways to see the differences between us. Uh, we're, we're all very, very susceptible to this, no matter who you are, which means that we're all pretty damn similar. So we should all probably start embracing each other a little bit differently. The question is, is besides this major philosophical shift that both of you have been talking about, Kirk, what are some of the other things that, that you see are changing within this new paradigm? Thanks for getting me back on track. <laughs> um, prospecting is, is a big one. Doug already mentioned digital marketing, having a communication strategy, or at least a communication system, uh, how we communicate to people. You've got to figure out that digital marketing is going to play a much more significant role in prospecting. I like to tell advisors and companies, um, particularly in the financial services industry, that you compete in the expertise economy. That's just the way it is. But how many of you actually market like an expert? And the truth is, is very few. Sharing somebody else's content is not acting and marketing like an expert. It means, are you the expert? Do you know? What are your ideas? What are your thoughts, right? And not a lot of people do that. So Doug said, go find somebody to start helping you write. Get your thoughts and ideas down. Start there. Grab a whiteboard, whether it's on your tablet or in your office on a wall, whether it's a MindMeister mind mapping account. Start figuring out what do you want to communicate? What do you know? Who do you work with? Start getting this stuff down. Take time to reinvent yourself, figure out what's important to you. And then you got to figure out how you're going to push that content out into the world. And that's digital marketing, right? That's what's going to work. That's what you've got to focus on. Where are you going to go? I'll tell you that LinkedIn is a much better place to share thought leadership than a lot of other places. A lot of places are really busy. LinkedIn isn't nearly as busy as the other places. 
only 0.2% of, of users on LinkedIn contribute professional content on a monthly basis. There's a lot of opportunity there. Make sure you understand the value that you provide, or at least the perceived value. So in other words, if you already have a lot of value, you've already figured out how to tell it, but you haven't shared with anybody, not much use to you. So change what people understand and how they interpret and understand your value. And that usually stems back to how you articulate it and then how you distribute that, that message. Think about how you work with clients and how that's going to impact your day-to-day -day business. How, you, how, how, does your, how does how you work change how you market, right? You probably want to make sure people understand now on your website and other communication how, you're, how you work going forward. I don't meet in my office regularly, or if I do, I have an office that's away from my other team and it's, you know, it's, it's uh, sanitized before and after everybody comes in. Maybe, maybe there's, you know, you have to say something like that. I don't know. You know, where's your team going to work? How are you going to communicate ideas? What are your expectations of, of your team going to be now? What are the expectations of you going to be? Do you have to go learn some more? Do you have to invest in technology? What is your office going to be now? Is your office going to be a place where you all congregate once a week? What kind of office space do you need? Maybe a lot of advisors are going to move to, to WeWork workspaces where you don't need to have an office for everybody. You just need to have a space to work. But maybe those are also going to die because there's a lot of people in those in a small area. So I, I don't know, but you know, figure out, think about what it's going to work. And then how are you going to market going forward? I mean, that's part of prospecting, but how are you going to consistently get your message out? What's your communication system? What are you going to do? Can you be consistent? Who's going to do it? Does it need to be somebody in your office now? Or can it be somebody you're outsourcing to? There's all kinds of decisions that are going to have to be made. Don't be scared about them. Just start putting down what you need. And if you need help, go find a business coach, go hire a consultant, go find a mentor, go on iris.xyz, go look for people who've got great ideas and call them up, say, I need a plan. Can you help me build a plan? Jen Goldman is a pretty incredible resource in that regard for, for operations. Uh, business coaches, we know lots of them. Uh, go to iris.xyz, find all kinds of wonderful people, professionals writing about how to help you in your business. When you're talking about things that are fundamentally going to change these last two questions that we've asked. We have, we have another really good friend of ours that we just did a couple of podcasts with uh, it's coach Joe Lucas. So many of you don't have a plan, a business plan. Many companies don't really have a real business plan or independent entrepreneurs don't have a really good business plan. Um, please check out his uh, Magellan network uh, because he can help you build one. He's built thousands of them. The last couple of questions are, Really, we need to look at budgets. Doug, I'm going to punt this to you because you have so much business experience and you have access to all of these amazing business people. What sort of advice are you giving people or that you see our listeners should, should have when it comes to budgeting and, and really running that aspect of the business? We don't have to spend a lot of time here. This is pretty quick. I mean, you're not going to sales meetings. You're not traveling. You're not going to conferences. So just figure out what's out and what's in. The world's moving digitally. It just came faster and faster, way faster. So what are you going to do to be there? Think about that as you're looking at what you're going to spend and not going to spend. So many companies, just like Doug was saying, 
reallocate this money to digital communications, proactive communications, whether that's, you know, starting a video stream, a YouTube channel, whether it's a podcast, uh, whether it's, you know, hiring a local a writer to start writing blogs for you, you have just freed up a substantial amount of money. Just just think about how much money you're saving in gas. Just think about how much money you're saving in airplane miles or or those conference attendee fees. Goodness gracious, those are astronomical. Or if you're a company who's spending twenty-five dollars to $100,000 to have a booth somewhere, reallocate that to digital stuff. Um, there are some great companies out there that can help you build this. There are great companies out there that can help you organize it and make it so that you have a great launch with your digital footprint. But please, please take time to do that. To finish all of this up, so many people are out there complaining uh, and, and saying how the world's going to come to an end. But the goal of this podcast was give people action items, steps to take. What can they do now? So I'm going to punt it back to both of you guys so that you can answer those questions. I was on the phone with one asset manager this week who said 2008 taught them everything. And they're being incredibly proactive in terms of communication and marketing. Another one said that they're using this time for strategy, branding, and then creating awareness and visibility to not come out of the gate, but already be out of the gate. So if you're sitting on your hands, you're gonna lose big. And this is kind of a summary to all the things that we've been talking about. So it's, it's thinking, it's writing articles and journaling, it's interviewing people, and it's podcasting, of course. I can't tell you what I learn and how many nuggets I get from listening to podcasts of all different kinds. You better be thinking about webcasting. You better be on social media, all the platforms. If you're not, create an account and watch what others are doing successfully. Watch Top Advisor Marketing. They do a great job at it. Participate in it. Be appreciative. Connect with those you care about. This is a time that's going to define every single advisor and every single company. Don't be defeated. Act. And if you don't have the people to do so, find them. They're out there. We're going to recover. We always do. We're going to be better for it. So get ready and start acting like it now. What you do now is going to affect who you are for the next cycle. Don't get left behind. And lastly, remember your brand is not what you say it is, but it's what everybody else says it is. Wow, that teed up Kirk really well. Kirk, you ready to close your part out? Yes, really with a hallelujah. I mean, he's right on with all that stuff and Doug, your platform has evolved a lot. I want to let our listeners know that if you want a big company and you're trying to figure out how to get your message out there and you're going to start preparing more content, particularly more authentic content, uh, Iris is an incredible place to for your content to land. If you're listening to this and you need to more ideas, more guidance, go to iris.xyz. There's all kinds of incredible content. And Doug doesn't have writers. He has real people who are in the trenches writing all this stuff. They're not writers who are reporting on somebody else's expertise. They're all giving it firsthand. And that, that makes a huge um, impact on the kind of content you're reading. Yeah, I think our platform, iris.xyz, is special because we're advisor first, which means everything we do is for the advisor. Um, yeah, our absolutely. lens is that it's not beneficial for the advisor. It's not on the site. And our goal is to give them new ideas and asset management, be the place to come to and connect with people for practice advancement and be inspired. You won't see news, but you'll see how people think and act. Um, our traffic has grown 
um, every year. We're now redesigned our back end to make sure that skyrockets. And we think our growth also becomes from our purity of purpose. People really get it. As I mentioned, digital media and the distribution of ideas has never been more important. So we need to embrace it. You know, I don't know about anybody else listening to this, but it's really freaking cool when you have the opportunity to surround yourself with unbelievably smart and resourceful people. You know, everybody knows I, I talk about Kirk all the time and how smart he is and how happy I am to be partnered with him. But we feel the same way about about Doug and his team. Please subscribe to their podcast that they have on Iris. Please get the I get updates uh, I think I get mine daily. I think I chose daily. So I get, um, you know, here are the stories. Here are the things that you need to be paying attention to living in financial services, which we all do. It's just so informative, super easy to digest. You know, I'm able to, to scroll through very quickly, touch on the things that I want to touch on and feel like I really have my fingers on the pulse of what's going on. Again, advisor first. Please, dear God, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, make sure you subscribe by clicking the button below and if you know somebody who's running a business, a company in financial services, and they need to hear these things, it's super easy. Just click that share button, text message it to them. Uh, go ahead and share it with uh, anybody that you know socially. Our goal is to get good, productive information out to the general public to make sure that they're taking advantage of this terrible time in a positive way to proactively communicate with clients and prospects and employees to make it so that you can truly rise above the noise, be your own loud, and become the professional that you have always wanted to be. Now is the time. Take that time. And with that, for Doug Heikinen, Iris.xyz, and all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing, including Kirk Lowe, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the contact us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.